Okay, I have Seamus Siskin along here this morning. We're just going to talk um, briefly about some of the issues uh, that's happening in Qatar at the moment. Um, uh, Roy Keane said today, he came out and he said that um, the World Cup should not be in Qatar. And it's um, it's an insult to democracy that it is in Qatar um, and the whole background that, that has led up to it. Um, Seamus has uh, a background in uh, human rights and has also um, been involved in different various organisations. Seamus, what's your take on on the whole situation with Qatar at the moment? Um, I know it's been trying to, and Roy Keane said that we're trying to, you know, um, push all this over with, you know, entertaining with a game of football. But, uh, you know, there's a lot more to it than that. Yeah, thanks for having me. I suppose, as well as the, um, uh, you know, the lack of freedom of speech, there's also a lack of um, uh, the migrants. There was quite a few migrants that were there uh, working on the stadiums and died, and they weren't given the opportunity to join a trade union. Now that they they have been given an opportunity to join a. Uh, representative committee, but I think it's like two percent have joined it because it's a, uh, it's um, I suppose it's like a shop short type of type of thing. If I'm correct in saying that, with a similar trade union ideal with ourselves, that uh, if you join the trade union, you might be um, you might be frowned upon or whatever the case may be. Um, would it, is it is it would it be the similar setup to that in uh, in Qatar? Well, as I say, like really, really, like 40 degrees hot. And that's why the match has been held in the winter, because if it was in the summer, it would be unbearable. Does anyone tell them that we're in a climate emergency? Like, how much energy does it take to air condition a football stadium of that size? Not to mention all the flights of journalists and players and spectators going. It, it, it is a new... Uh, like, how is this happening? How, like, how in the internationally, you know, you've named so many factors there that... Um, shouldn't allow this you know globally uh, you know it's something we pride ourselves on as democracy and you know you had the cop FIFA is not democratic right do you get a vote in FIFA no I don't get a vote in FIFA who gets a vote in FIFA maybe John Delaney and the FAI gets a vote in FIFA but if he does like sure we have lots of questions there with him as well or whoever took over from I mean as my understanding is that the government of Ireland sports fund withdrew their funding of the FAI because of concerns over where the money was going. So I would say that the, that the sport is not, is not uh, I'd like to choose my words carefully here, but the sport is maybe not fully transparent. And I don't think it's the only sport that isn't fully transparent. I think there's been questions asked about other sports and their funding, their funding models. I mean, you're, you're a better sportsman than I am, Damien, our sports follower, but... Uh, Especially not when they double the price for tickets for an All-Ireland final. Well, you know, but like, I mean, the thing is that, that there's a point where you have to balance that with getting things done. I mean, the GA now have got cashless matches. They brought that in without consulting with anyone, without having a vote about it, and it just came in. Now you have to have a credit card to go to a match. Um, so there you go. Like, they get it done. So um, it's it's... Democracy in sport is is a different question, really. But I mean, I think that uh, the 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 decision was made uh, several years ago about awarding this contract to Qatar. I mean, 
I think these things are planned like eight or twelve years in advance. So nobody was objecting then. And I mean, what did they expect? Uh, like we have, uh, like Ireland are in the World Cup. They're not going to Qatar, but the, the English and the Welsh are in in this. Like if you look at the relationship between the UK and the the Arab countries, I mean, uh, the arms sales, the amount of business that goes on, the cash money that changes hands. Um, I mean, wealthy Arab businessmen own a significant share of real estate in London. Um, uh, they have they have the money. There's nobody objecting to their money, but all of a sudden people have problems with uh, human rights. That really isn't that different from what the human rights situation was in our own country. If you go back thirty, forty, fifty years, you know you you have to remember like that, um, uh, like Britain, Britain, the British Army shot unarmed civilians on the streets of Derry. 30, 40 years ago, uh, the the Irish uh, Free State government uh, executed four anti-treaty leaders in a reprisal, took them out of prison, put them up against a wall and shot them. You know, and that was only 100 years ago. Things move slowly. These these things move slowly. So I think the Qataris have a good uh, approach, but I think they certainly have a lot to improve with. But I think let's give them a chance uh, if you don't want to give them a chance, then don't give them the contract to hold the World Cup. But once you give them the chance, you can't expect them to change everything overnight. That's really insightful, Seamus. It's 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 great to get, uh, I suppose, um, uh, down to earth opinion on 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 things and how it um, how it's evolving, um, uh, especially here in Ross FM. Uh, it's great to have you on because. Um, you know, uh, a lot of these issues that um, uh, I suppose, well, personally myself, I can only speak personally myself. Uh, I can't make too much sense of the mainstream media a lot of the time. So um, it's good to get a, a deeper insight into um, into some of the issues that, that, that are, you know, happening around the World Cup and the, um, you know... Um, does that does that make sense? Sure, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, I think that one of the things that I've always been guided by, like since 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 I, I was privileged enough to have an opportunity to work for a, a few years in in the developing in a developing country, and um, one of the things I like that I, I kind of took back from that was that you know you you, you can't come along with your uh, privileged. Well, I can't come along with my privileged value set and expect uh, a people who are a lot less privileged to immediately jump onto that value set and accept it, you know, and I think that we've got a little mirror of that going on in Ireland where maybe um, people uh, from from Dublin, like, might come down to rural Ireland and have ideas about conservation of nature and heritage and stuff like that, and they're probably right but they have to give the local people time to get get their head around it and I think in the same way that people from Western Europe go to Qatar and expect that uh, the law that we, we passed just recently about equal marriage, that they, that the Qataris would immediately adopt, adopt that straight off, I think we've got to give them a bit of time, but given them time, then we, have, then we can we can, we can criticise them, but I think we've got to give them a chance Yeah, And the um 
I suppose just recapping on everything the the major issue was FIFA giving them the the, the rights to the World Cup when they knew that there was um that there were that these issues were in place that these um that these uh, you know uh, the LGBT and the human rights and um uh you know the freedom of expression so that's where the the kernel of everything is 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 held that um that FIFA gave you know the world cup to to a country that that um that wasn't fully developed uh ideologically i suppose the same as as western europe uh not saying that western europe is is better um would uh would you agree yeah, I mean, there, there, there were there were problems there. You know, there, there, there were problems there, and that they should have anticipated. And if they didn't anticipate it, I don't think they were doing their job very good. They're highly, very highly paid people. Um, but I, I, I suspect that uh, there was more than that going on in the selection process. But I don't really know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Seamus. Once again, it's great to um, chat to you and have you on the show. Um, Hopefully I'll, speak, pleasure, Damien. <laughs> hopefully I'll speak to you in a couple of weeks. I suppose just a bit of background. Myself and Seamus went to um, went to college in Maynooth um, and we studied uh, masters together in youth and community work. Um, Seamus has been involved in uh, lots of uh, work, really, really um, powerful work around uh, climate. Climate changes is um, just a brief one, I suppose. What did you think of COP? Is that is that a whole new conversation for another day? New conversation. I, I, I think that like the, the the process is is very flawed. I mean, if they're talking about it and thirty years of COP negotiations, and once come out with a declaration against fossil fuels, which like every school kid knows that yeah. that the solution to climate change is stop fossil fuels, stop burning fossil fuels. Like that's that's like the ABC of climate, but they haven't put that into the declaration yet. So it's difficult, you know. But I think that uh, uh, if you look at the detail of the climate issue there, there was uh, certainly good, good, like that the Irish team played very well, is what you could say, that they, they were instrumental in negotiating um, uh, a, a fund to help the really, uh, the real victims of climate change, the small island nations in the South Pacific who are, literally going to be wiped out by the rising sea levels and um, other countries as well like Pakistan where they have uh, estimated the damage from flooding there is of the order of 30 billion that there's like there's over two I think there's 2,000 people killed and tens of millions of people displaced still out of their homes from floods that happened two three years two three months ago and these kind of these kind of issues about uh, justice in climate climate justice would be something that uh, the Irish, uh, for their small size, they do play that very well on the kind of diplomatic front. But I think the bigger picture really is that until we bring the um, major fossil fuel producers, yes, the Saudis and Qataris and the United States and Russia into into line um, and the big consumers of fossil fuels like China and the United States, um, you know, the, the the basic, as I said, the basic ABC of it is the problem with climate change is burning fossil fuels, and we got to stop. 
Okay. Does I'm, that answer your question, uh, Damien? Does uh, that get me to a whole new conversation? <laughs> we, we could talk for hours about this, as, as you know yourself. Um, you notice I didn't say anything about turf. <laughs> you noticed you didn't say anything about turf. Uh, fossil, I know, fossil, I know where I'm talking. Yeah, fossil fuels are... Uh, yeah, of course, you do know where you're talking because you're from the west of Ireland yourself. You're a, you're, you're a Galwegian. But uh, anyways, that's, uh, I've had a conversation, or we've had conversations about, about fossil fuels and also, you know, the, the responsibility that, that farmers and uh, uh, people in the west of Ireland uh, have to take on board and are willing to take on board um, uh, on a reasonable, on a reasonable uh, you know, manner that, that okay, yeah... Um, that, okay, the turf issue, I'm not going to get into it because I've got into it on a number of occasions on the show. Um, but uh, on, on on different shows. But, um, yeah, I think you what you mentioned there about uh, some of the bigger nations, um, uh, you know, and the fossil fuels there, I think that needs to be taken into consideration also as well as how we can move towards a more sustainable environment here in the West. Um, Very good. Yeah, yeah. So, so there... There, there are conversations that 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 I suppose we're all, we're all having. Um, okay, um, nice talking to you, Seamus, and uh, well, I hope to have you on now again fairly soon because uh, I got feedback from our listeners that you know you're very insightful, and uh, I just want to thank you very much for taking your time out to speak to us uh, this morning, and um, we'll catch up again. Thanks very much, Seamus. I'm going to head thank in. You. Okay.